Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I'm excited to introduce to you this beautiful soul. Her name is Vanessa Cordonu, and she is known as the business bruja, biz bruja, and she's a trailblazer. She's a healing activist in this spiritual realm and wellness space with more than 12,000 sessions and thousands of students worldwide. Vanessa is an acclaimed bilingual psychic medium, clinical hypnotherapist, astrologer, international intuition trainer, and soul business mentor. She's also an Argentine-American who started doing readings at 16. She became a professional intuitive at the age of 22. Oh my God, what was I doing? I wasn't doing any of this stuff. Jeez, I'm, wow, she's just amazing. She held new moon and full moon healing circles for two decades in New York City. And Vanessa celebrated her 10-year online full-time and over 27 years in service to her comunidad. Her online school holds certification programs in intuition, Akashic records, Reiki, and hypnosis. Vanessa is a proud woman. She's proud of her work as an empowerment facilitator for young women leaders at Beya Abzug Young Women's Leadership Institute in NYC. She's created innovative courses to support self-improvement, inclusivity, and diversity for the past 12 years. She's also the, the creator of the Biz Bruja podcast. So without further ado, this is Vanessa, the Biz Bruja. Vanessa, welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Thank you, Jackie. I'm so happy to be here. Bienvenidos. I'm, I just love the name and the energy of your podcast. I'm like, handle your shit. I need to be there. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, let me tell the amigas here that she's known as the Biz Bruja. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that in itself, I'm like, hell yeah. 
handle your shit, this bruja. Of course, there's a synergy there. I'm so excited that you're here, Vanessa. And for those amigas that are starting their spiritual journey and learning from different people out there, I really wanted them to come to know you. Who is Vanessa and how you got started? Thank you so much for that question. So I was pretty blessed to have a very spiritual family. That doesn't mean that we weren't dysfunctional because we were, but we did do the limpias and we had an altar for the ancestors that I have right now across from where we're recording. It's all on my wall. Of course, photos as far as we can go and remembering that we tend to have photos of people who had some money, right? And so, you know, when we start building an altar, we start thinking, oh, I didn't have this picture. I have a whole group of family that isn't on the altar, but then, you know, I put other things on there to represent them. I was born with a health condition in Peru where I needed a surgery. And my mom went to the local curanderas in Peru and they said I had to be dedicated to El San Martin de Porres, who is like mm-hmm. the first black saint. And they did all this stuff for me and all this healing. And then they took me back to the surgeons that said, well, we don't know, but the hernia is gone. And I did hear that some of them do disappear, but it like never, ever came back my whole life. Thank God, knock on wood. And so I grew up with like stories like that. I grew up with my mom telling me that she didn't know she was pregnant, getting hit by a car, waking up in the hospital, being told, look, you need a medical abortion. And spirit telling her, no, it's a woman, it's a girl, you got to give birth to her. So I, and then my brother had a heart condition. I grew up understanding that one, there were ways for us to handle our shit. Like if there is a bad energy, when I vibra mala, like prayer, going to ancestors, calling to our saints, we never felt no matter what happened. And trust me, we went through a lot of things being immigrants. And like, I came here as a little kid, my siblings were born here. And so I was raising that energy of like, oh, hay un problema. let's do Olympia. Oh, the, the, balsamo tranquilo. let's get this, let's get un sal medio in the house, which is like frankincense and myrrh to cleanse the whole house. So I grew up with that. But let me tell you, I never thought that I would be doing this for a living. Porque back in the day, day, the people who were doing readings and psychic mediums, et cetera, they were like in a little room surrounded by candles. And I know because there I was in New York going with my mom to get readings or cleansings or whatever. And I, we would be climbing up these steps because it wouldn't be, you know, an elevator. It would be like six, seven, eight flights. And we'd get to the place with the plastic furniture. We would sit down and it would be like, wow, there's like 15 other people. And you'd wait sitting there for the readings. And then they bring you in. They got the cafecito. You drink it. They put it over a thing. They pray. And they're like, bam, telling you things, dropping the bombs. And then I would be like, wow, but shit stayed the same. And I'm not trying to put down anyone that I went with. But what I started to realize even at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, is that, wow, we can be really psychic. We could be really intuitive. We can know a lot of spiritual stuff. And then there's where's the mindset shift. Mm. So I was already becoming interested in like, how do I heal? Not how do I be intuitive, how to become intuitive, or how do I listen to my intuition? That was for our family, like, yeah, we trust it. How do I now do that? So there was already like 10, 11, like, how do I heal? Like, I don't like what's going on around me. And so from there, I wound up at 16. My mom blindfolded me when I brought home a Ouija board. She blindfolded me, flipped it. And the stuff that came through, like, blew her mind, blew my mind. And I knew, like, I'm a psychic medium. And oh, my God, I'm 16 years old. Like, I knew that when I was younger. And so what happened is there I am with my little fingers on the thing. I'm moving. 
and I'm getting this redheaded woman with a little kid and they're wet and they're coming out of a river. There's a car like slowly dipping into the river and disappearing with a bridge that's broken. I don't understand. And the woman's like, cuida, Willie. That was my dad's name. Cuidalo, cuidalo. And I'm like, why is this lady? And I'm like blindfolded. I'm like, why is this lady telling me to tell my mom to take care of my dad? I don't understand. And then a woman came with little buttons and very austere clothing. I'd never seen a photo of anybody like that. Muy seria, uh-huh. you know, and it was like very little buttons up to the throat. I was like, it looked more almost European. And yeah, we do have some European family. She came through and said some things about a cousin. Don't let him go to work. This, that, this, that. And I was like, what? Who is this lady? Turns out, I think it's my great, great grandmother. And then a man came in with a plumed hat and he was like, vosotros and all this old Spanish. So I said, mom, it's like Shakespearean Spanish here. He's telling me you didn't let him help you write your books. And he's like, she has books in the drawer. So when I finished doing that, my mom's like, take off the thing. She got a picture of my dad, pulled up the back and there was a picture of a redheaded woman. And she's like, that's his ex-girlfriend. They broke up. She married somebody else, had a kid. And then she died when a bridge gave out during a storm. Oh my and God. That's a child. I know. And I'm 16, like, no, I already knew, but oh my God, now there's like irrefutable evidence. And then she told me about that man and she goes, come to my room. She pulled out a drawer, gave me two manuscripts of two books that she never published, right? And then the third thing, we wound up calling family members. She's like, look, I'm not going to tell them we were on a Ouija. I'll say I had a dream. So having a dream was a big thing in my family. Tuve un sueño. Yeah. What was it? You know, (laughs) we're going to tear it apart. And what I can say for this, for anyone if your definitions in your dream are different than your family, it's okay because we're all different. Like in my family, if teeth fell out in the dream, it meant like gossip, right? Uh-huh. Or no, it meant muerte. Sorry, it meant muerte. Teeth falling out in my, because I haven't had this dream in a long time, it means gossip. In my family, if there is a wedding, a lot of, it's a death actually. It's not a wedding. And it's the opposite. And if there's a death, there's a wedding. Yeah. So everybody's different. And that was like the story of the great grandmother, grandmother, mother. But yeah. I was like, I don't get that. When I dream it, it's okay. Cause we're all going to have our own meaning. So I wanted to drop that in there. Well, what happened after that? I started reading people for free. I read my dad on his business, you know, the biz brujita over here. And <laughs> like, what am I saying? I don't know. And then he's bringing me all these Latino business owners. I'm 16 years old. Oh I'm the oldest. I'm the one who had to translate everything for the family already. And I'm like, can I be a young person? You're like, can I just be a 16 year old? Can I just like not, you know, and, you know, we had stressors like my brother's health condition, you know, um, that he was born with a a piece missing, had to have surgeries. So we were already estresados without a lot of family. And so that's when like eight months later, after reading all these adults, 40, 50 year olds, you know, 60 year olds. I was like, I can't anymore. We did it for free. My parents were like, just give back. And so it was always a gift. I could always hear. I could always feel. I picked up the tarot. I started doing energy healing as per my family, like pulling stuff out of bodies. But I was a, I was an empath, which now we have a word for it, right? People who will pick up people's emotions very easily. Back then, we didn't have it. And I went and did Reiki training. I did hypnosis from a cassette and went back past. I went to five lifetimes. At 19, all my friends fell asleep. So this is the beginnings of the beginnings. And I didn't talk about it too, too much with my friends because they thought it was weird. You know, bujeria, why do you have saints? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, we pray to God too. I got la virgencita around my neck right now. It's my grandmother's. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that when we were colonized, 
we were told that it's either or, like it's only Jesus or si no, el diablo. And, you know, is I knew that even back then because spirit never let me down. Yeah. And I just want to say for anybody who says, well, my intuition let me down. We sometimes read into it and layer on our own expectation. And so that's how I started. And around 22, I wound up working as an event manager in New York City for a, a big company. And then they're like, oh, we need a tarot reader. And so can you dress up? You're taking acting classes. When I went and then they brought me into the office and they're like, we sent out four tarot readers. Everybody said, you're real. And I was like, I am. Um, <laughs> and for a year, they sent me out to like book, you know, launches and big parties and nightclubs. And what a training ground it was because I had to read people while there was like, dooch, 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 dooch. The music was going crazy. People were like, tell me about Fifi. And meanwhile, <laughs> I'm like pulling a card and it's going, Vanessa, you have to talk to her about her marriage. It's falling apart because there are sexual issues. Something happened towards a child. No, it's a party. Spirit, don't make me do this. Just let me tell her about Fifi. And they're like, no, that's why you're here because you have to help her. So I learned so much at 22, 23, 24 but again, this was just like spirit service. And at some point, you know, I know that we were set against each other, women I'm talking about, to because they knew if we got together, we're so freaking powerful, we'd rule the world. Entonces, esa flaca, esta gorda, esta linda, esta joven, you know, picking on us. So we pick on each other, we get critical, and we don't, and I knew that as a young person, I felt it in my being. You know, I knew that I'd lived many times, I felt that. And I started doing women's circles for free in New York, just every month in my house, part of service. So I come from a very like comunidad service oriented. And it wasn't till 2012, December 21st. So I'd been speaking, I'd been teaching, I'd been training. I was already a clinical hypnotist. I was doing hypnosis. I was working in corporate where I got laid off the day before surgery. Then I had a big breakup. This is 10 years, uh, well, now 11 years ago. And then December 21st, which was the end of the Mayan calendar, quote unquote, I had a car accident with my family, no seatbelt, rolled three times, crawled out, perfecta. But my guides told me they were, but they didn't tell me the accident. What they said is I was laying down in the back of the seat. They're like, make sure your family has their seatbelt. I'm like, mom, dad, my mom didn't have it. She put it on. She was in the front. Sit up straight so you don't break your back. So I sat up. And then next thing you know, the tire explodes. We're losing control, about to crash in a truck. And I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't write my books. Oh my God, I didn't go full time. Oh my God, I didn't meet, I met a lot of loves of my life, but I didn't marry the love of my life. I was like, all the stuff. And then I kept hearing, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And then my dad was able to pull us away. Like he got control of the wheel and we started rolling and I just held on and I didn't have a seatbelt. Nothing happened to me at all. But when we crawled out, I heard, never go back, never go back, do what you do. So 2012, December 21st, I crawled out and then I did a very crazy thing, Jackie. I, you know, lived alone. My rent was $2,000 in New York City 11 years ago. I couldn't afford my rent with my unemployment, though it was the highest level. I was making over six figures. And my coach at the time, I let her go because I couldn't afford her. But she's like, you need to go and live on people's couches and build your business. And I was like, uh -huh, okay, okay, Dios mío, okay. okay <laughs> I didn't do that at 22. Uh -huh. But it like, it was a hit, you know, as an adult to be like, Oh my God. And my parents were like, come live with us, mommy, that come live. And I'm like, I know. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong. If you have a great relationship with your parents and you're fine. And not that I didn't, I just had been alone since I was 20 that all these years later to go back, it just didn't feel right for me. Right. So right. That's right. 
different for everybody. So I literally lived in like five people's couches in Costa Rica, Panama, in Miami, in LA. And I built a business and hit six figures my first year in 2012, 2013, and never looked back. And I'll just share this for people who are out there. If you don't know me, part of that is because coming from Servicio y Comunidad, it means that you don't seek fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now, I know people who have a workshop and the next day they're like, you know, I'm trying to get like media, you know, and God bless. That's their path, you know, but it was a spiritual path for me mm-hmm. that then turned into many years. Like it was 18 years later where it was like, Manasa, you have to do what you do. Right. And that's what it's been. And so I've been six figures, double six figures. I've worked my booty off. And I now write, you know, for Ola Magazine, Querida Brujita, for Be Latina, Astrology. I work with people through the Shift Network and my own personal, and I do retreats, came back from Peru. But it was all like bit by bit. It took a long time. But I always say, and I just say this to everyone, all of the things that you've ever lived are not wasted. Like me being in media, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's why, like, like in college, I was writing articles. I was doing media. I was debating. I was doing so many things that then I applied in my business. Yeah. So you just don't know the magic, you know, that's there for us. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, you're saying that, you know, you went to college, you did the things and you're applying those into your business. And I feel the same way because, you know, I, I'm a lawyer. That is my career. But when I received the download from one of my human angels, at that point in time, I said, I got to do something else. Like I cannot, I couldn't handle it being a lawyer. I really couldn't. I mean, I was, I was suffocated. I felt strangled. I felt this hard energy that was not mine. And I felt that for so many years until my body just completely caved down. Hmm. And so I totally sense and I totally feel that whatever you learned, you can always apply it to the next life, if you will, like your 2.0. I feel like that is what's coming up for me is that that what I've learned as a lawyer, I could definitely use it in this transformational life space. And I feel like for you, you've already made this beautiful life for yourself using your gifts, your talents, and now monetizing them. You know, yeah. because I, I, I truly believe the universe always wants us to, you know, succeed in everything, right? Whether Absolutely. it's in money, in romance, in finances, whatever it is. And you've been able to do that. Absolutely. Um, and it's a big leap because I feel like I'm the bridge. So my teachers are in their 70s, right? My teachers, Dr. Marta Moreno Vega in Afro-Cuban and Afro-Caribbean religions. My teacher in, in Lakota Path, who is Beverly Little Thunder, I sat 18 years in her sweat lodge. Recently, the Inca Medicine School, I finished a year in Sacred Women's School, right? All of my, and there's more teachers. Starhawk, who came out in the 70s writing her book, was a bruja, Jewish witch. She's like in her 70s too, maybe 80s. A lot of my teachers didn't support themselves from their work because yeah. it was based. It was social justice directed. And so on the bridge, the people who come after me are gecko, hopefully making money immediately or almost immediately. But it came a point where, you know, after I crawled out of that accident, which is like never go back. And I'm like, because there was no Zoom, by the way. So I tell my first intuition classes on the phone. And I was like, who's going to pay me to learn? It was a conference call. I sent out PDFs. 
And then from there, I created a nine-month program that was $9,000 with three retreats in 2013. Nine people got in it. And then even my business has changed many times. I went from the urban priestess to the biz bruja. I decided to reclaim the word bruja, which was always my mom called me that, my family. Like you were talking about your episode with the words that were called. Well, my word was brujita. <laughs> so it was positive. I didn't take it wrong. I was like, yeah, you know it. It's, right? I was like, yeah. but um, when I did that and then I changed my work and then COVID hit, I really like I did pay what you can. I did things that a lot of coaches criticized me for because they thought like you're because re- I'm also a coach that you are reducing mm-hmm. this. But I'm going to just tell you something. If it, I didn't do pay what you can for everything. But the things that I did do pay what you can. I didn't teach for less than five grand for four hours. Wow. Even though it's pay what you can. Right. So I think people need to shift their mind. Mm -hmm. I also know some people who tell me, and I mean, everybody's different and unique, right? Right. Who've never spoken publicly. Well, like people better pay me. People better pay me. Right. And I'm like, okay, then you do what you do. But then five years later, I see them. They still have it. Even I have over two decades of stuff. People can call me and I will still do something free. Maybe not speak publicly because I've been paid already. Right. But I will do free things because you never know. Right. And so I think that there's that, like, where do we find that, that comfort space? And look, if you're somebody who already has a lot of wealth through other areas and you're like, no, I'm only going to get paid and then I'll speak. That's great. That's for you. But I know so many people who are just starting out who have never spoken anywhere. Yeah. And they're like, no, I better get paid. And I'm like, you don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> because I'll be honest. Not everybody's meant to speak to 400, 500 people, or they just need work to get there. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. So I think that, so I was saying I was, I've been the bridge where like I've supported myself now and going into 11 years and it's always, you know, you're always bringing in new people. I mean, I don't try to hold on to people forever. You're always like moving, you're always creating. So it is a job for someone who's okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes with a day job, you could phone it in a little bit. You know what I mean? You can hide a little bit behind the cubicle. Right. You can't hide in your own business. I mean, no. not me. Yeah. No. You're like getting on a podcast. You're getting on a dos minutos on your little Instagram. And I think that we have to take care of ourselves and do it our way. The people are listening to my story. You don't have to do it my way. But listen to yourself as you started this whole interview and trust yourself to see how it works for you. Yeah, absolutely. I. I agree with you completely. You know, while we're talking about do it your way, I mean, you used to do it for free. Now you do kind of hybrid and you have your high ticket items, right? Yeah. But, you know, when um, we were, before we got on this interview, you were telling me about, you know, unfortunate circumstances that you had along the way during COVID. And mm-hmm. I wanted you to, you know, if you, if you don't mind sharing, and how you did it your way, despite these obstacles, because I'm sure there's a lot of amigas out there that during COVID or even before COVID have had serious obstacles and they're right now don't know how to do it their way. Thank you for that question. And yeah, I definitely do want to speak on it. In late 2019, after I just rebranded to the Biz Bruja and started my podcast, Spirit said to me, by the way, your worst nightmare is going to come true. My worst nightmare was that my dad, my mom, and my brother would pass. My brother was born with a congenital issue. My mom suddenly had a rare blood disease that we found out. It's a very, very rare, like 
blood cancer that's not genetic. So we're glad about that. And my dad was fine. He was healthy. He didn't really have major health concerns. And I heard, yeah, they're all leaving. And I was like, what? A week later, I wound up in the hospital because I was in the supermarket and suddenly I got this pain in the middle of my back. Like literally my guts were being pulled out of my back. When I told my doctor, my doctor's like, I'm an MD, not a metaphysician. Because <laughs> they're like, you're describing something metaphysical. And I wound up in the hospital. Interestingly, my partner of many of at least four years at that time, he was with me and he did not want to remarry because he had a very terrible divorce, but we lived together. We were there. And when I went through that, he came out understanding that he wanted to marry, right? So that event of me going into the hospital served for many things. It served for me to get this incredible checkup where I had pristine health. That's what they told me. They ran me through everything because they're like, what is that weird heart pain she has? And what it was and what my guides told me when I lay there in the bed, it was like, you know, do you want to go with them? (gasps) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. That gave me chills. They were like, do you want to go with them? And I'm like, I don't. I was like, I love them so much, but I just met my partner. I haven't written my books. There's so much to live. I'm just like, I want to live and I want to celebrate them. So I came out of there. I mean, they didn't even say it was panic attack because it was in the back, not in the front. They don't know, but I knew was like suddenly all the energies. And then, you know, my dad passed on a business trip in Madrid. Suddenly, we do believe it was COVID because he came home from a business trip before 2020 with pneumonia and he'd never had it before. And we shipped him, they shipped him immediately to the hospital, my siblings. And then he came home and he wasn't supposed to travel, but he went on a business trip to Switzerland and Spain in the same day, 78 years old. Like he went from Florida and then in the hotel he passed. Then my mom, four months later, and my siblings asked me not to go. So I couldn't even hold her. Just wanted, my mom and I were best friends. We talked four times a day. And then four months later, my family called and they were freaking out because they were going into the hospital. And this is an example of also handling your shit. Like my husband is an atheist. My sister calls me, goes, I'm taking care of our nephew. I can't cry. I think, I don't know. I think this is it. My other brother calls me screaming and he's not a screamer, yeller. I think this is it. I'm following the ambulance. And I'm like, stay calm. I can't lose both of you. Just, and I said to my husband, I'm going to do what I do. I came into my room, to my office, grabbed my stick, lit a candle, lay on the ground. And I immediately was there and I saw my brother and he had already popped out the body. He's like, I left really fast. I'm okay. And I'm like, can you come back? And in that moment, I even said to the universe, I'll shave off my hair. I'll join any religion on the planet that you need from me. What can I do to keep my brother on the planet? And they were like, you can't do that because this is what was meant to happen. And it was shocking. And I came downstairs, told my, because we were also just getting the keys to our new house five days later. So it was a lot. And, um, I said to my husband, my brother's gone. He goes, did they tell you? I'm like, he told me. And he's like, okay. Cause he doesn't. Right. And then five minutes later, my brother called and he said, I'm here. I'm holding his hand. He's crossed over. And so for me, I gave myself, first of all, I'm very comfortable with my feelings. I've worked on that for a long time. I used to be one of those people. No, I'm strong and I got to push through and I can't cry. And I'm the older sister. I got to hold it together. Cause then my siblings will see me. And then if, and they've said it to me. We knew we were okay because you were okay. Yeah. Anything was going on. When I got older, meaning after 18, 19, 20, I was like, no, girl, you get to cry. And so I cried. I cried, I would say, almost two years straight, a little bit every day. Thankfully, I did not go into depression because I also worked out and walked and took walks. And I was at my altar where they were. Uh, I have them on the wall and I have them right there with their candles on their agua. 
And I came to understand. So the first thing that happens, I think, at least for me, we take it personally. How could you effing do this to me, world, universe, God? Didn't we suffer enough? I get all three of them in a year, like, Dios mío, you know? And then it kind of hit us all, the, the remaining siblings. We were like, dad had to go to free up the space so we could pay attention to my mom. And my mom, who was very badass, Bruja, said to me, how come I can't heal myself? I'm doing energy healing. I'm doing all the things. And she goes, tell me, I know you know things. And I was like, you're not supposed to be here when your son passes. It's simple. <sighs> and she was like, I want to be here. And I'm like, mom, no, you really don't. And so she left and he left four months later. And so we kind of got a, a deep respect for them. Yeah. And so I let myself cry every day. I leaned into my sacred work because my community had my back and I had my community's back. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people who were losing family in my community. And I was doing a lot of free meditation, like once a week for the first three months of, and then, you know, I was charging, as I said, you know, I made very, very good money during 2020, 2021. I did very, very well, you know, five digits a month and not 10, you know, 20, and it was a lot, it was good. And it wasn't me like pushing and saying it's 20,000 a month, you have to pay me. And I did well, but I also served, I felt my Latin and BIPOC community. And I was able to be flexible. So all these things brought me so much joy. So for me, my spiritual practice is what carried me. Yeah. Taking walks in nature. The house that we wound up moving into five days after my brother passed has so much nature around it, but it's in the city. Mm -hmm. And so I I got to have a whole big room for my office that I didn't have like in New York City when I lived there. Yeah. So it was like leaning into spiritual practice, leaning into my mediumship and listening to them. As I was telling you earlier, they were helping me pick houses and all that, you know, my mom and dad. And one of the things that really kicked my booty, I have to say, and I do want to share this that I didn't share with you. A year later, after we rescheduled our wedding already two, three times, we had our wedding. And two days before the wedding, my family gets COVID. I know. So in essence... I had no direct immediate family at my wedding. Yeah. So we had a little altar, like people call it a remembrance table, but I had a little altar to the deceased, including my husband's family. And then the table that was supposed to be my family, I put pictures of them and I kept it like for them. Yeah. But I'll tell you that I came to my office and I threw myself on the floor and wailed. And I was like, what the And I was like, universe, you didn't even give me a warning. You take half my family. Now you don't let them come. All this shit. I was so mad. I yelled. So I let myself cry. And then I laid on the ground, on the floor, on the rug, like just spent. And I heard very clearly, this is not personal. You're going to have an amazing wedding. It's not personal. personal. And each of them had to have their own journey. Yeah. Listen, one of them smoked cigarettes, like somebody who married somebody in my family. She doesn't smoke anymore. Someone else, my brother almost passed. He went into the hospital and fought for his life for three weeks. And he That's was not the same one that did pass. No, he died. So I went through a lot, a lot, a lot during yeah. this time. And then my sister also was very ill. Her wife wound up in the hospital too, but made it. So they all made it. And I was there in front of my altar, you know, after, and after the wedding, I would post pictures on, you know, Facebook, Instagram. They'd be like, you're so luminous. You're so happy. I'm like, child, I'm crying every night. Yeah. It's a facial of grief, baby. And like fear and anxiety. But look, ashwagandha was my best friend, physical exercise, being able to talk to my husband who was there for me, physical contact, giving me hugs. And I love my work. Yeah. 
And my work grounds me into spirit. Mm. I'm reading people. I'm in this space of openness and unconditional love and compassion. Oh. And who wouldn't want to spend a lot of their day in that kind of expanded space? Oof, I love that. Right? I want to but be in your space. <laughs> but I still grieved, you know? And so, yeah. but again, I handled my shit by taking care of myself. And even though I got criticism a little bit from some people, oh, why are you working so much? And, you know, I'm not, my husband is not somebody who can, from the career he has, he can't do everything. I didn't pick him for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have to work, but I've also always worked. Yeah. Right? So I don't, don't know anything else. And I don't think I'll ever retire because I love my work. Mm -hmm. And so when people were pushing back, they're like, are you avoiding your feelings? I'm like, no girl, no, sir. I cry every day. And when I take walks or I'm on the treadmill, if it's cold, there's little tears running down my face. Yeah. And my body was healing that way through like restorative yoga. And again, I'm very blessed because I hear them and I feel them. Yeah. But I still want to pick up the phone and hear my mom's voice, my dad's voice, my brother's voice. Yeah. But I think that listening to myself and knowing and honoring, like my, my parents were like, girl, you got to keep going. Estás en estos años, décadas, es tu momento. You know, tienes que seguir, you have to keep going. And so it was really good. It was really, I wound up taking people to Mexico last year on a oh. retreat, you yeah. know? And so that's, so big, big things happened. Business tripled. When I lost half my family, business tripled. Oh, I was already making six figures, right? Tripled. We bought a house. Like it was crazy. Yeah. But then I said to spirit, this is crazy. And they're like, would you rather just misery and grief? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. give me the good shit too. Give me the good shit. Yeah. So yeah. Things, you know, these are the things. And I think the thing that also kept me going is that I didn't take it personally. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Yes. Immediately. Yes. F and dare you. I give, I help. I do this. I'm in service. I did this for free. You know, I was yelling at the universe. Yeah. And they're like, but it's not like, it's not quid pro quo. It's not like that. <laughs> they're like, everybody has. A, and then I had the most amazing wedding. When I was walking and I walked alone, my brother was going to walk me. I walked alone, but I didn't walk alone. One of my friends put a picture of my mom and wrapped it around the bouquet. Aww. And right before I started walking, I looked at her and I said, mom, let's do this. Oh, cute. Yeah. And I didn't walk to the traditional. I walked to Tu Sabes Quererme. And I basically danced all the way up to the waterfall. And as I looked at my husband and saw the happy faces, the people supporting us, they know what we've been through. I said, in my future life, when I have a past life memory, yeah. I want to remember this moment, me walking up to this man who's so in love with me and I'm so in love with him that even through this grief and loss, like we are still able to be rooted in like celebration and joy. So I just have to say that during the wedding, we danced, we laughed. We, and I said to him, we have to like send the good juju to my family that's yes. suffering. And so it was really, really tough. And I think being an immigrant, being the first daughter and have, being an entrepreneur helped me survive all of this stuff because it wasn't like I was spoiled or sheltered and suddenly hit with trauma, tragedy. And, and so, yeah. Wow. 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 Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that uh, just saying, you know, that your family is not here is like, that is huge. I mean, I, I don't know how you have it all together, girl. I mean, because that if I would hope that God gives me the wisdom 
to know that they're in a better place. I certainly hope that, but you saying it here and like looking at how beautiful you are and that you're keeping it together. And I'm like, wow, you really- And I receive messages, Jackie, I receive messages. This is where I'm blessed. If I didn't receive messages, I don't think I would be together, you know? And I hear them, I feel them. They've given me messages through other people. Yeah. Even at the wedding, there were people who came to me and they were like, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, oh my God, sounds like her. People who never met her. And so- I think that this is where we need to lean. You know, spirituality is not just getting the latest, cutest crystal. It's not just reading your horoscope. Like, oh my God, I'm an Aries. You know, <laughs> it's, really, it's really about how are we living? How are we showing up? How are we honoring ourselves? How are we understanding that this life is not just about ego satisfaction, but that there are greater things occurring for our own good? I mean, I don't know. I can't say how losing half my family in one year is going to be for my own good in any way, shape or form. Right, right. But, but I do understand that the way they left, like if my brother had gone first, are you kidding me? Oh my God, my dad and my mom, it would have destroyed them. So everything kind of like served in its own way. And I felt like, this is something I've always told the universe, you know, I'll show up. You need to show up too. Yeah. yeah. I've always helped a sister out, help an hermana out. Like I'm here, but you can give it to me. Let's do it. I can't do it alone. And I mean, look, I know somebody who lost their mom. Their mom was in their nineties and they couldn't work for a year. Yeah. That's their truth. Right. 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 We need to honor however it feels and looks for us. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. How do we show up is, is very, you know, it, really does resonate with me, you know, cause I, I mean, I like for me, how I show up, we have to show up fully and completely. Don't have facet. We have this life today to live. Who knows what, what tomorrow brings. So at least what I can say is that I get to play full out in my life yes. and we have these beautiful opportunities to show up for ourselves. Yes. Oh my God, Vanessa, you're amazing. Thank amiga. you. And amiga, now and that, that I have you here, uh, I know you have all this ancestral hypnosis and all the things that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. But this conversation, just what you gifting us with that wisdom, I feel like you're showing up and you're showing us how it is to show up even when it's in a horrible situation. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I really, really do appreciate that. And I'm sure that, you know, in all the the work that you've done, all the people that you help and you serve and you support, that they're all just behind you, wishing you all this amazing, amazing energy. I feel it. I sense it. Since I was a little girl, I used to feel these things and I used to didn't, oh my God, I would have these dreams and like people pass away and, and I completely shut it down. I, you know, I told God, well, for me, it's God. I'm like, I don't want to dream this. I don't want this message. And for a long time, God did pay attention, but I realized that that was not showing up for myself because I had gifts. So what would you tell someone who gets these hits, the energy, you don't know where it's coming from. What would you tell that woman? Well, because this is a woman podcast. What would you tell an amiga? This is your spirit speaking to you. 
These are your ancestors moving through you. You know, they're not outside of us. We could create an altar. We could put up pictures. We could do all that. We could do a ceremony. We could do a hypnosis. The truth is they're in our eyes and our skin and our cells and our blood. They're trying to communicate with us because we were never meant to be just shuttled into a system where we were disempowered. Mm. We're never meant. And, you know, however one, and I was raised Catholic, but if you look at the history of the church, the indigenous abuse, mm-hmm. the, the abuse of oppression of children and women, the killing, I mean, Spanish Inquisition in the 1200s, 500 years of killing and torturing people as witches in Europa that I recently found out has also happened in Peru, also happened in Tucumán, Argentina, where my grandmother's from, craziness. And so we can, because Christ and God doesn't have to be church, right? It doesn't, it, it's an energy. And so just remember when you start feeling guilty, when you start feeling scared of the devil or this or the darkness or whatever, those are man-made things that were layered on. Your natural essence, your birthright is to be connected to nature. If we look at every indigenous culture around the world, whether it's Irish, Espanola, Catalan, mm-hmm. uh, Ecuadorian, indigenous, African, Chinese, etc., there is some sort of honoring of the ancestors. There, some sort of connection to nature. That's the first way we connected to spirit and got to read signs. Is the rain coming? Can we plant now so we can eat? Are the mangoes ready? You know, we were reading the environment. We are supposed to receive this information so we could navigate our marriages, who to marry, who to be with, what to choose, what career to choose. And when we were separated, centuries ago and we were told this was demonic and evil mm-hmm. we were punished we were punished so just to say for me to be able to make a living a jackie i had to go through many past life regressions and ancestral healings to be like oh it's safe now for me to do this to come out as a brujita so just know that it's your birthright and know that there's so many of us here waiting for you and that you've always had it you may have shut it down a little bit but notice two things i want to say i want to ask two questions one have you ever gotten some sort of download hits, feeling, sensation, knowing, and you didn't listen to it, right? <laughs> and then you were like, God damn, me too. Yeah. And then you did, like me, I shouldn't let that guy into my house. They told me not to, and then he attacked me, right? Like things like that. And when did you get some sort of intuitive knowing and you did listen? Mm-hmm. You were like, aha, big being, right? You were like, I knew I shouldn't go with that person. Look, he attacked my friend now. Do you know, or whatever it is, or... I walked into a job and I heard, do not take it. But it was 2009 where there were no jobs, a financial crisis, all this stuff. I was like, I'm in Manhattan. I got to take this. I took it tortured at that job, but I knew it. Right. But I was like, well, I'll take it for a little bit. But then I felt stuck. I eventually left. Thank God. And so look at those two questions. Have I ever gotten it? And I didn't listen. And then I lived to regret it. I ever gotten it, listened it, and it went well. And so know that. This is our birthright. Know that this happened. Even this was like part of our makeup. Yes. To have these guidances. Yes. Because spirit, God, God is Pachamama, Mother Earth, however you want to call the energy, doesn't really want us to be blind down here. Because remember, my, my, they told me about my family. They're like, your worst nightmare is about to happen, Vanessa. They're going to go in a year, okay? Within a year. I'm like, oh, you you know, it was just like, wow. But they told me, and you don't have to have it at that level. There are things that, you know, I'm like, you don't need to tell me about this. And you don't need to tell me about that. But we are being guided for our highest good. Yes. Yes. Amen to that. We are guided. 
And, you know, you're right about those two questions. I mean, how many times do we have that feeling and you don't do it? And it's like, oh my God, let me tell you as a, as being a lawyer, I had so many hits, like you need to get out of this. You need to get out of this. You need to get out of it. And it wasn't until a train truck, not literally, but figuratively hit me that I finally like snapped out of it. Same thing, you know? And then also alternatively, the second question, which is like, you actually listened to your intuition and you did it. This finally paying attention. I'm like, leading being led in so many directions and I kind of look at my life now and I like laugh I'm like shit is this truly my life now like it's so cool it's so neat that I get to interview these amazing beautiful souls and and um learn more about you know the ancestors learn more about spirituality and and it like vibe because you know like one of my good friends says she's like where the woo meets the do (laughs) Oh my God, I love it so much. And you know, one thing I wanted to share with you, Jackie, I love that word that we need to do. There may have been ancestors in your lineage that really aspired to being a lawyer or they were in law or they wanted to be and they didn't get to mm-hmm. and you fulfilled it. And then you were like, okay, it's not mine. It's yeah. not for me, right? And then you get to do this other thing. Like I am the first, there's a psychic mediums, three generations on one side of my family, four generations on the other side. Nobody talked about it. Nobody shared it How with me. How do you public. know that? That's- oh, because they told me. So my my mom used to read cards. Yeah. And you warned me. Like my mom would wake up and be like, tu un sueño, be careful. Somebody's going to try to snatch you from the street. I was nine. My brother was six. She's like, you can't, you can't. Like, I know that I let you go to the park with your friends. I know, you know, around the outside the house, we were safe in an area in Queens. But she's like, no, nah, not now, not now. I had a bad dream. Well, what happened three days later? We didn't listen to her. We were walking. It was the same block. A car started slowly, two men. Hey, we have a puppy. We have candy. And I'm like, oh my God, my mother's dream. And I tell my little brother who's six. I'm like, when I say go, we got to run behind this house to make it to mom's house, to our house. And they parked and they started to open the door and we ran. My mom's dream was real. So my mom used to read people. My grandpa, when I was 19, I went to Argentina and I was like, so weird. I was like, abuelo, tengo miedo. I want to tell you. I used this cassette and I went to five lifetimes and I have guides and they're talking to me. And mom says it's normal. And, and he called my abuela Cecilia. He's like, viejita, this one thinks she just discovered los guías espirituales. We got to <laughs> tell her about ours. And they both came and sat with me and they started telling me things. My grandfather had a guide that when one of their friends was missing, all of his friends came to his house. And they, there was a storm going on, you know, on the block. They ran. They're like, yo, Ugo is missing. And my grandfather went in and he just like breathed and connected to his guide who told him he's in a ditch. So one of the guys went to get his truck with a chain. They found him in a ditch and pulled him out. He was unconscious, you know. So my maternal grandfather, my maternal grandmother was indigenous. She taught us the limpias. She was adopted, so she didn't know much. And she used to go into a trance and like roll her head around and write stuff. And give messages. And I remember I was six going, if I do this stuff when I grow up, I'm not going to roll my head around. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do this. So, And then my mom's mom told me about her mediumistic stuff because her mom had passed when she was a baby. And then she told me that her grandmother used to pass spirits back in Spain. Right? So there were so many people in my family who did this stuff, who honored ancestors, who prayed, who, and you know, they were Catholic that they, but they didn't do it publicly and they didn't talk about it. So I'm the first one. 
Yes. Oh, the first one that's like, okay, it's safe for me to come out. Nobody's yeah. going to send right. me to the position. There's not going to be any pitchforks outside my door. And trust me, somebody once said to me, oh, Vanessa, you know, you worked, sometimes you work a lot, not recently, and I'm taking a little like slower. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I get to do stuff without being dragged off to a fire yeah. or a torture chamber. Right. Like right. you have to remember that what we're doing now, even having these conversations, even in some parts of the world would, would incur like right. yeah. torture and death. Yeah. It would have been blasphemous. What, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Torture, death, you know, and that's, that's what, you know, um, being captive from these uh, ancestors that were part of the Spanish Inquisition, who were, what are they called? The Crusades, Christian Crusades. I mean, all these things, so spiteful when we were such a culture of just earth. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere. And you know what I didn't know? I studied because my last name is linked to Catalonia and then somebody said Romania, but I didn't see any DNA from Romania. That's where the witch trial started in Spain in Catalonia. Wow. And but I even, like I said, found out that they they made a decision and I think burned somebody in Tucumán, which is a very indigenous populated area in Argentina. And in Lima, Peru, where I was born, I was like, what? Like we thought it was just in Europe, but it was really happening everywhere. And that's why, you know, Afro-Caribbean spiritualities are also demonized. Yeah. And so I know that we're going on time, but I want to say one thing to people. If you feel like you're carrying any of this stuff. Yes. Go take a walk in nature and ask God, Jesucristo, whoever you want to call on, La Virgen Maria to guide you, your angels. Um, You can light a little white candle and just say, I honor my ancestors who may have been pressed and harmed because they believed in indigenous wisdom. And I'm open to staying in my Christian or Catholic roots and also reclaiming what is lost. Yeah. For the highest good. Yeah. Yeah. Reclaiming. That's the thing. Reclaiming. I know I I have these uh, beautiful souls that we call our mastermind Providence Providence Mastermind. And we're all like these Catholic women that are really much into the woo more than the actual going to church and doing all those things. But we're all lovers of the Virgin Mary for just exactly when you got on. I'm like, Oh, my Virgin Mary. Totally. We are reclaiming the way we not perform, but just the way we are with with Christ consciousness and we are reclaiming, you know, Catholicism. It's going to be our way, not in the male, masculine, energetic kind of violent way, but more in the feminine flow, the powerful. Yes. Yes. Ay, amiga. So before I let you go, I'd like for you to give us at least one or two tips on how an amiga can handle her shit. Okay. So handle your shit by being really honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. The worst thing is betraying your own self, right? Because people can betray us. But if we look the other way because we want it to fit some sort of fantasy or we don't want to see the truth because we're afraid of the actions we have to take, the self-betrayal is the hardest betrayal. I know I've worked with thousands of people and with myself. And so be honest with yourself to take the time to get to know yourself and to know your intuition. As I said earlier, some people pick up emotions and you're like, oh, I was fine today. And then I hung out with people who were anxious and now I feel anxious or depressed or upset or whatever it was. Get some solitude. So even if you're a social person like I am, 
take a walk in nature, take a bath, take a moment, breathe, get on your yoga mat, whatever it may be for you or sit in your car. Women who have a lot of kids have literally done sessions with me in their car, right? Sit in your car, take a breath and and allow yourself to just breathe deeply and notice how do I receive intuition? Is it through verbal messages? Is it through songs? Is it through other humans? Because, you know, God made humans too. And so we get wisdom from, through people as well. Known and unknown. Like sometimes you're just walking through the supermarket and somebody says something. You're like, oh my God, it's a message. Do you feel a sensation? And then what is true for you? And then the third thing is to is ask for help, especially as Latinas and successful Latinas and go-getters and leaders of our own world. Like we're like, like I grew up with, we don't have time to be depressed. We don't have time to be sad. We don't have time to be tired. So I have pushed myself and so is my family like so hard. You know, in Argentina, they say a lot, me rompo la espalda trabajando. Like I break yeah, yeah. my back looking. And I'm like, I got to get rid of that because I don't want to break my back. Yeah. And really ask for the help that you need, whether it's spiritual guidance, a business coaching, a friend. Be like, I need you to listen to me. Don't talk to me and don't give me your insights. Just listen. Yeah. Ask for what you need because it's imperative. We've been taught that our needs are last. We've been taught that our needs are not important. And third of all, those practices that seem cool, like meditation, mindfulness, crystals, whatever, lean into them when you're having a difficult time. They're not just like cute Instagram photos. Yeah. Like lean into the practices that, or whatever, or prayer. I mean, I pray every day, even though, you know, I'm shamanic, indigenous trained, like I'm doing in our father, and Hail Mary, and then I'm listening, talking to Pachamama too. Whatever it may be, like lean into your prayer, lean into your community when you need support because there's no shame in that. And I want to circle back. The honesty, it's so important to be honest because when you're honest with yourself, the universe is also going to give you what you want. Yes. I want to say something. So I said, I need to work in a different way in 2023. I've given so much. I've done so many live classes. I need to speak more. I need bigger stages. People wrote me and said, hey, do you want to do a keynote speech? Let's have a meeting. You know, I said, spirit, I want a book deal, but I'm tired. I've done so much. I'm doing all this. And then the publisher reached out to me. Of course, I've built a career over time. But when you are honest with yourself without feeling guilty, like I didn't feel guilty. Like, yeah, I want to speak more. I need the book publisher to come to me. I don't feel guilty that I'm not going to go work and do this and send out the query letter. Yes, I get it. I've already worked in other ways. Yeah. If you are really honest about what you need, it's easier for the universe to deliver it to you. If you're going to bullshit and be like, well, you know, this is all right. I don't really like it, but I'm going to take it, which I've, I've done too. Yeah. Yeah. Then your outcomes and manifestations and the things you attract and magnetize are also going to be wonky. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Be clear. Very clear. <laughs> I know. Because when I have not been clear, I got wonky messages <laughs> for sure. Oh my God. I love this. I wish we had so much more time, but I know that I'm going to bring you back for another uh, episode. I'm so grateful for you being here, Vanessa, and I wish you only the best. And, you know, I'm going to be hitting you up for a reading. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it, girl. Let's yeah. Thank, thank you so much, Vanessa, for being on Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I love your tips, you know, and I do. I agree with you. The first thing is just be honest. Be honest with yourself. Because if you're not, you're not going to get the boyfriend, the husband, if you're not, if you're not honest. And I think that's really sometimes challenging for some amigas out there. Because if they become truly honest, then they're going to find that they're going to 
not be with that guy that they've been craving, if you will, because if you're truly honest, he may not be the one. Well, let me tell you, I have dated so much, Jackie. You know, I just got married last year. I have dated over 100 people and I've had serious relationships with at least 13 or 14, okay? Uh-huh. My mom hated when I said that. They're like, they're going to think you're a big boo. You know, and I'm like, mom, stop. I have lived so much. Had eight, My husband was my eighth proposal. When it didn't feel right, I, didn't, I canceled the wedding because he cheated. I'm so happy that I have my part. Yes. And I look at him and some exes were mes- messaging, you know, because it's Mercury retrograde, so they come back. And I'm just like, what do you mean? I mean, the bad ones, can, you know, message me. I'm like, I'm so happy I didn't marry you. <laughs> so, yeah. so blessed. So I know if it sucks now, letting go, just think about it. I look at my husband across the room. And of course we have our issue because who doesn't? And I'm like, damn, you handsome. Damn, I love you. And damn, are you loyal and funny and awesome. And mm. thank God that I let go of the other people who are not good for me to yeah. find. You. So thank you. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, no, it's true because sometimes we just don't fucking pay attention. You know, we're not honest with ourselves. We want what we want and how we want it. You know, I was saying we all want our lives to change, but we want our lives to change the way we want it to change. So we're still controlling. Yeah. And when you're really like on the spiritual path, at some point you're gonna be like, don't say. And that's why with me, even with my business and my work, I'm like, what do you want me to do? How do I serve this year? And they're like, you got to do okay what you can. Okay. I never did that before. All right. They're like, you're still going to make money. You'll be fine. You can buy a house. I'm like, okay. It's like, and I literally ask, like, how can I serve? And also prepared that his spirit goes, yeah, you're done with your online business now. I'll be like, okay, that's crazy. I don't know what I'm going to do now. It's just like we are being guided and we can't see. And it's like when you want that, it's like eating that lollipop that has poison in it. Yeah. 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 Like it, tirarlo and I wait to the good, healthy, like popsicle with real fruit in it or whatever. Yes. Yes. I love the saladito mango lollipop. <laughs> Oh my God, I love mango. All right, my love. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. And we're going to share all of your information on our show notes so that people can get a hold of you because I know they're going to want to ha- have a reading or be in one of your courses. Thank you so much, my love. And you have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, Please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.